Don't check <laughs>
I think there's still a lot to be, uh, you know, there's a lot to be, or, you know, happy about with this game. Obviously you, you lost, so you don't want to be, you know, like, Oh yeah, we're happy entirely, but we were already kind of coming in deep with injuries. You know, Greg Newsom was already out for the game. You know, then Denzel Ward got hurt during the first half and he didn't come back. And, you know, then greedy's greedy and, you know, offensive, we got Jack Conklin got hurt and it's, it was just kind of a rough game, you know, and I see a lot of people talking on Twitter about the refs and all that. And, you know, certainly those are some questionable calls there, but we, still really we're in a position to win you know and i i think both of us don't like blaming the rest for a loss entirely right because we still could have won this game without them you know with them being the way they were and obviously we could have won if they had made some different calls throughout the game but that's you know just that's showbiz right that's how the nfl works so it's uh it's a tough one yeah there were a couple of terrible calls there and one obviously leading to the go-ahead touchdown but we had a chance to win it there and so we're we really can't blame the refs fully there. When yeah. you have a chance to win, you have to take care of that. But the one yeah. thing I wanted to see the most was Baker Mayfield bounce them back this week. And mm. we've seen that up until the last drive where he had to spike it and throw throw yeah. it around a couple of times. He was like eighteen for twenty two, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. So, I he, mean, was, he was he completed his first nine passes. You know, I mean he came out on fire. You know, he was ready to go. Yeah, and had two touchdown passes. Um, David Njoku is one I want to talk about the most. He had oh, his man. best game of his career, and he looked like a star tight end out there. When you get him in the open space, tight ends just shouldn't be able to run that fast, and he couldn't <laughs> <be> cut. <laughs> yeah, he just, this is this is what they you know really had drafted him for years ago. You know, for something like this, this is this is you know what you would have been wanting to see from Njoku for a while. And, Agreed. You know, you you see a game like this and. You, you start, I think, well, I don't know if we've said it on the podcast. I know we've talked about it at least. I just don't know if it's been on the air or not. But we've talked about, he'll, you know, he's probably, you know, after, t- especially after today, you can make the argument he's probably our best tight end, right? I mean, you know, he's certainly obviously the most, most talented tight end. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's definitely the most, you know, pure, talented, you know, if you're going off that, only he's definitely the best tight end we have. It's just always, you know, for the past few years, been about him putting it all together, you know? So if you can get a couple more games out of him like this, then, you can really start to have a conversation of what are we doing with Hooper after the year, you know? So, um, but that's, that's obviously a, a much different, a much later conversation. You don't want to get rid of him during the year for, you know, unless you get some ridiculous offer for him. It's going to Hooper happen. was a non-factor today. I don't believe he might have a catch if that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think he did. <laughs> I don't think he did much, you know, yeah, he, didn't, that, he didn't even have a catch today. I mean, did they even give him a target? I don't, I, you know, I'm not sure if the, if they yeah. targeted him. The joke was definitely tight end one today. There's no secret there. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was the one that they were, you know, pushing everything out towards, you know, and when you have him, his final stat line, looking at it now, seven catches, seven targets, he caught in every target, you know, that's and for Njoku. I remember, you know, he hasn't always been that, reliable with his catches. Yeah, he has, hasn't always had the sure hands and he yeah. had that today. Yeah, good old stone hands, you know, those are used to and you know obviously those stats are you know kind of fluffed up by the one seventy one yard catch. But again, that's 
that, that's not really fluffing. If you take that out, you're still six catches, 68 yards or, you know, 78 yards or whatever, but those 71 yards count, you know, those things, that's sure. a, that's a hell of a run for a tight end. It's a hell of a long catch. You know, I mean, that's, that's something that you just, like you said, you, they shouldn't be able to move like that. And he is, and he can, and that's, that's someone to keep an eye on. I think moving forward as they continue to use him a little bit more, I'm sure. Yeah, we ran the ball really well, too. We ran for over 200 yards. That's over our average. We already lead the league in that number, I think, with one. I'm not even sure. I know it leads the league. Yeah. We ran the ball well, and the offense simply played well enough to win, and mm-hmm. the defense could close it, out, close it out there at the end. Yeah. Yeah, that is, that's that's really ultimately what it comes down to is they, they, they were in a position to win the game, and, you know, ultimately – few things didn't go your way and you just didn't you know, didn't execute some of those things and like i said you can't blame it all on one thing in particular but it's uh it's tough you know because you this is this is a, this is one of the old you know heartbreaking losses that we're obviously familiar with as the browns but this is obviously it's not that same because you can still go into next week and next week's the Cardinals, so perhaps not next week but still go into the rest of the you know year feeling pretty you know feeling pretty confident that this is a team that you know, three and two right now, you know, they just came off of a, a three win, you know, a three win stretch. So it's not obviously anything to worry about or panic. You just want, I think the end of the day, the Browns to get healthy and, you know, play the chargers again or something like that. You know, if this, you know, if we come back in this game fully healthy, you know, if you could really flip a coin, I think and we could probably win that game. Yeah. I have no doubt that the Browns were the better team today. I mean, that first half showed it. They, forced a turnover as well i believe it was yep Mm -hmm. and they um i mean they won in multiple areas of the game and like i've said they've they played well enough to win yeah obviously that third down call is very questionable Mm -hmm. what 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 did you think about that um running the ball (laughs) third and long i i didn't like it i i i didn't like it i thought it was a very interesting choice you know i mean and I know we talked this a little before, but he said, you know, in the press conference that, you know, he did it because of his tackles. Right. Um, which I, I don't like, I think you still, you, you got to play it, you know, you've got to go for it um, and trust that they can hold up for <laughs> just a few seconds that he needs, you know, to let the play develop and get something out of there. But running it there felt very much like just not the right choice. I didn't understand it. You know, and there's going to be some conversations, obviously, online and everything um, about his play calling in that second half, you know, getting a little bit too conservative, perhaps. Um, And, you know, I mean, it kind of is what it is, you know, going up against a team like the Chargers. But that was one call that I don't there wasn't really anything he could say other than, yeah, that's my bad. That I would have been like, that's a good answer. You know, I just I just didn't like it at all. I thought it was just just a flat out the wrong call to make in that choice in that moment. Yeah, I agree because the play before that, I believe they passed the ball, and you mm-hmm. got to go if you pass on the second down, you got to pass it on third down. Right. I mean, any other time you can take that chance to catch the defense off guard, but that's not really a down you want to gamble on. You you yeah. have to pick up that first down. If you pick up the first down, you have a chance to put the game away, and they couldn't do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You need you need one pass set out of your tackles there. If they can give it to you and you hit a guy, the the game ends mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah, that's what we'll yeah. look back on maybe even later in the season. Yeah, I think so. I mean, this is and this is this like you said, this is not the kind of game to do that because you look at it. I mean, this the score almost doesn't show kind of how crazy 
this game was, you know, I mean, there was eight lead changes. It was obviously tied at one point, you know, we had four lead changes in the final 15 minutes. And in that final quarter, there were 41 points scored. <laughs> like it's, it was a bonkers game. It's, you know, it's hard to say. I mean, this has been a crazy NFL year. Um, and this is one of those games that you just look on and you're like, what, you know, what in the world did we just watch, you know? Um, and st- you know, you look at it and you have to understand that because there were so many points scored that this thing was just flying through, you know? So when you're in the, trying to go down, you're trying to win the game, um, running it there is just, it just feels like the wrong call because you don't have that luxury of wasting that down. You know, this is a game that was moving quick and you had to act quick and it just, it seemed like he didn't think it through. And I mean, obviously it's, it's tough, you know, obviously being in the moment, we, you know, we get to kind of sit back and look at it afterwards and he's obviously in a high, you know, high pressure spot, but that's at the same time, he gets paid a lot of money to do that and to make the right calls. And obviously everyone, you know, doesn't make the right call from time to time. So um, it's not something that I'm overly worried about. I don't think anyone's really worried about it. It's just, you look at that and you go, man, like what, like, what were we really thinking there? Like, what was his logic other than my tackles? Like I would have loved to hear there was some actual plan behind it and not just like, uh, didn't feel like he had a personnel for it. Cause I feel like that's a pretty bad answer. Yeah, you mentioned tackles and Browns have to get them back by next week. Um, Cardinals have edge rushers that will yep. punish our backups, and um, we can't let that happen, obviously, with Baker's injury. Yeah. But, yeah, the Browns, I mean, they scored plenty of points, and that's the frustrating thing. You score 42 mm. points and lose. I mean, we're used to these games. I mean, yeah. used to be used to them, like the Browns losing these kind of games. Right. The frustrating thing is the Browns looked better most of the game and still mm-hmm. lost. It's a game they should have had. Yeah. Yep, they should have, you know, and yeah, we said it earlier, but just flat out giving up 26 points in the fourth quarter, you can't you can't do it, you know. And, again, obviously the team, you know, injuries kind of just – they become what they are at a certain point. And, like you said, asking your third, four-string guys to go up against Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, that's a, that's a tall task, you know. It, it just sucks. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is, that makes it so fresh because we came off a game that was the, the polar opposite. We came off of the Minnesota game when it was 14, seven and our offense couldn't feel, you know, I feel like we couldn't do anything, you know, and the same thing, our defense was on fire these last two games. And then, you know, the roles roles reversed and the offense, you know, held up their end of it for the most part. And it just kind of fell short. Um, but yeah, we really, you know, you want to see them come back. You want to see that those tackles come back. Um, you know, Jack Conks, I don't know if there's anything on his knee injury yet. I don't, I haven't really seen much about that. I don't know if there's worry that he's going to miss next week or not. Hopefully not. Um, you know, cause you want him back and you want to see, um, all that come back. And obviously we don't have Chris Hubbard, so he's out for the year. Right. So stuff starts to get a little, uh, a little bleak if you're talking about Conklin or Wills out for the next week or so, you know? Yeah, I definitely see Wills coming back next week. He probably just precautionary thing. He needed to get off the sure. ankle for a week playing yeah. on this Sunday. Probably wasn't a good idea. Enhance filled his role. He played decent, good enough to get by. But yeah, you definitely at right tackle, you do not want Conklin out because that's one of your better offensive linemen and one of the better right tackles in the league. And yeah. with Hubbard out, you're looking at third and fourth string options and James Hudson, he's not ready. So yeah. you look at you look at signing guys off the street and <laughs> or making a trade. Yeah. There's multiple avenues they can go, and they might just do that just 
because they need depth. Yeah. It's just something they need. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's becoming, you know, with the Hubbard injury, I think after this game, you, they probably start looking into it a little bit and see what's out there. Um, obviously, it's not going to be any kind of big trade because it's it would be, like you said, for depth, you know, and it's not. Maybe if obviously Conklin or Wills were out for the year, then you you know then you start looking at you yeah. know we need we need a starter you know you need a starting caliber tackle, um, but even if you know Wills or Conklin miss the next game, which I think agree I think Wills will be back, Conklin we'll see, um, you're still not pulling the trigger on a starting guy. Now obviously you'd want to look into see if there's any backups you can get that are better, maybe somebody like a Hubbard, um, but th- I think that's just at this point. it's the unfortunate part of the NFL where injuries happen and it's been like that across the league. It happens every year. Um, Unfortunately, it feels like it happens to the Browns a lot. Every year it feels like the Browns, you know, things just something always happens where you're like, man, like if we just, if we had this guy and if he wasn't out for this one game or he wasn't out for the, the it's always this man. It's always the, what ifs with the Browns, Um, you know, and this is just kind of one of those things. And, I think the biggest thing is just getting everybody back healthy. Um, next week is going to be a tough one. I mean, I don't know how much we want to talk about next week, but it's just going to be a tough one. Um, and you're going to need all hands on deck for that. So um, I think you can come out of this game with the Browns, you know, kind of happy with your offense, but know that there's still a lot of work to do out there. Yeah. Next week we'll get into more in the next episode, but it's, definitely a game i mean it's like it's a tough one but you're getting arizona at home and it's always hard for a team to travel from west to east and east to mm-hmm. west like the browns did today yeah. almost pulled it off we could obviously lose next week yeah I mean, we'll talk about that more down the road right but um right. browns are three and three now i mean i mean three and two, three and this two is, yeah this is um about where we expected them yeah i mean this is this is actually exactly where i had the browns i didn't see us going west and winning Mm-hmm. Um, but next week looks like a game you really want to win because you don't want to fall to 500 and and then you go. I think you have Broncos on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then yep. Schedule gets a little easier, but if you can get one of these tough games, that that's going to mean a lot down the road. Yeah, yeah, it'll mean a lot down the road. I think it would you know, it would help out. I don't I don't know if this is the morale in the locker room is in danger. Obviously, yeah. But I, I mean, you winning a game like this or winning a tough game. I mean especially being the Cardinals, you know, that, that would be huge, you know, for a lot of reasons. Um, like you said, we'll talk a little bit more about that in this episode coming later in the week, but um, this is just, you know, three and two for the Browns. Isn't, isn't bad. There were, you know, obviously there were times we were winning three games a season and we're like, all right, great. You know, we're winning no games this season, winning one game over the course of two years. So even if, you know, we're three and two now, maybe three and three next week, whatever, you know, whatever it looks like, I think the Browns will be fine. They're still, you know, if all goes well, you can still at least feel confident that they're pushing for the division. You know, there's there's no worries about that. Um, you just want to see some of the stuff get worked out, and and you, I'm sure they will. Um, but the only other thing, you know, kind of looking looking towards next Sunday, I know there's some potential for Jarvis Landry to come back, right? Yeah, he had served his three games on the IR now, and. Next week would be the first game that he's allowed back. It isn't for sure he's ready or that the Browns want to bring him back that quick. I mean, I think like offense show today is good enough, but I'll be having him back with another sure hand, short yeah. time routes, toughness on the offense, those kind of things. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that would be, that's just another guy you want back, you know, there's, there's, that would just help out a lot. You know, obviously, like you said, the offense showed they're, they're still okay without him. You know, you can, you have guys stepping up here. Um, obviously we talked about Njoku DPJ had a pretty good game. I think he held in five of six catches or five of six targets. I'm sorry. Um, Higgins had the touchdown hunt was doing hunt things. So, you know, they're okay, you know, but Jarvis Landry means a lot to that team. It means a lot to that locker room. And I think he still has adds, it's just another weapon. So any weapon you can get, you know, I mean, obviously I could today it would have made a difference because you were still putting up 42 points, you know, put up 42 without him and you just, happen to give up more points than you scored, but I think um, that's just somebody you want back and hope that he can uh, be the first of me to come back and get this thing going. So we talked about the offense and defense. I want to talk about the special teams a little bit. Um, Jamie yeah. Gillen, I mean, he's just been atrocious when the Browns need him here. I mean, is this yeah. the one you think the Browns stick with or change course <laughs> going forward? Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of started bringing someone in just to do some workouts or um, maybe compete with him for a little bit. I I don't think they'll outright, you know, just get rid of him. Um, you know, he he obviously kind of came out of nowhere for us a couple of years ago. I think 2019, right? Um, and was pretty good at that. You know, at that time, um, obviously he kind of blew up when he kicked that you know lost that 74 yard punt in the preseason <laughs> so you know that's that's and that's the thing I, I like i think his like physical nature is part of the reason the i think he came out with the past regiment didn't he mm-hmm. but i think yeah that's one of the reasons like they liked him was because his physical nature i think he made a tackle or two in the preseason or mm-hmm. something he did and his physical nature just is different than other punters and that's something they liked but following that third down play today and a terrible punt that Led to Chargers getting the ball in our side of the field when they only need a field goal to win it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's been rough. You know. He's he's been a little tough. You know. Um, and yeah, I mean, he he something about him just seems off these you know these the little these past few games. And today was today was a tough one. Special teams was a little bit not good you know and uh, i don't really know why i don't know what happened you know i don't know what's going on with him if it's just kind of in his head or if something's not right with him physically i don't know but it's it's something i think they should look at um because special teams is i mean it's a crucial part of the game stuff like today you know if you punt that a little bit better or anything like that it's it's in a game that's only scored you know decided by five points that stuff adds up pretty quickly you know and there's not there's not a lot of room for error. There's no shortage of people out there, you know, free agent punters and kickers. Obviously, they're not all good, you know, so it's when you get a good one, you keep them. Uh, but I think when you've got a punter that's struggling kind of like this, then you don't have a whole lot of room to not at least look. You know, I think they should look and see what they can find. And if they got to stick with him, you got to stick with him. But I think not doing due diligence would be um, not the right move at this point. Yeah, I agree. Look at it as a kicker role, and with kickers, they struggle. They bring other guys in to at least try out to put some put some heat on your starting kicker. Do the same with the punter. Bring another guy in and see what see what they can make happen. I mean, if he performs better, great. It's a, this is a non-story going forward. Yeah. If he continues to struggle, there's no way you keep sending him out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially when when you're in the the Browns position of, you know, you're you just you're trying to push for the playoffs right and especially when those playoffs start coming around you're gonna 
not want to have this go on, you know, down the stretch of the year, you know, obviously when you get into the playoffs, you don't want this to happen. So they've got to find a way to, you know, if it is bringing a guy to kind of push him a little bit and get him a little nervous or, you know, light a fire under him, whatever you got to do. Um, or you bring in a guy and the, the new guy's better. And that's just, that's that, you know, then you say, okay, well, you know, the NFL is a business, unfortunately, you know, so it's, um, it is what it is, you know, and I'm sitting here looking up Jamie Gillen and I remember where he kind of came out of Nova in 2019. I, I'm reading that, um, you know, when he was working out for the draft during a pre-draft workout, he reportedly popped three regulation sites, NFL footballs. So, I mean, you know, th- th- I don't really know what, I, I don't know how that's, I wonder you know, if, there, if there's any truth to it. So. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's just a good old report um, from. Tom yeah, I remember Williams. that being a thing. That. Yeah, so that's that's crazy. Uh, but again, that's that was two years ago, you know. So it's it's that's we can't keep holding on to that, you know. Whatever when he was good, twenty nineteen, I think he made you know the uh, Pro Football Writers Association All Rookie Team. I'm looking at here, so he was good. But this is you know this is not twenty nineteen, and you know he I think he had. I don't know if he had COVID. I know they put him on the COVID list at one point over the summer. I don't know if he had it or not. So, you know, that's, or that was just probably out of precaution perhaps, but um, who knows? I mean, who knows what his struggles, you know, what's going on, but it's, there's no time to waste. So I think they'll get it sorted out and hopefully they'll bring in some guys and see if they can get him going. Agreed. Special teams is a vital part of the, of the game. And I'm not sure if he's gotten complacent or whatnot, but like yeah. you said, um, if they bring someone in, that's fine. If he figures it out, that's better. But um, it's something has to give. I mean, we can't have them kind of punts going forward because yeah. it hurts games and it hurts like it did today. Yeah. So hopefully going forward, I mean, he figures it out or they figure it out one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. Something something will give, you know, and it's just hopefully this one bounces in the, the right the right way for the Browns. So um well, other than that, I mean, I, I think this this game was just can be summed up. You know, the Browns got their last shot, and you know we can. I mean, that final drive, um, <laughs> I, I that's that's a weird drive too. It took us, you know, what do you think about that final drive? It took us a long time, a whole almost a whole minute to get just what 10, 12 yards. So that's yeah, that's that's yeah. probably the last thing to talk about. That's tough. Yeah, we went like I think it was like 45 seconds at least, and we gained 15 yards max. We hit two short plays, and neither of them were able to get out of bounds. And yeah. you can't have that when you have a minute and 30 left. It didn't help us at all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It didn't help us. I mean, you, I mean, we've been kind of talking about the defense, but I think you got to give the defense, you know, some obviously credit for their situational awareness of the Chargers pulling him into the end zone. You know, with Austin Eckler uh, when the Chargers were just trying to round up the clock, and obviously that's. That's pretty, yeah, the, you know, unselfishness as well. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously, I mean, that's more points they've given up, and they didn't really give a shit there. They just wanted to win. Yeah, exactly. They wanted to win, and they knew that this—that was the only way to do it. Is just essentially carry him into the end zone. Um, it was just interesting, you know, for the Chargers to do that. I think it was—I was surprised that they ran that. You know, um, obviously, you know, at that point, well, I think it was only first and goal, right? So they could have. I don't know. I guess I don't really know, but I was surprised they didn't kneel it or something just to kill some time because at that point we can't do anything. You know, we had no timeouts and they had a few timeouts left. Yeah. Um, but they were running it and you know, obviously they 
trusted their defense, which is surprising. Um, but obviously that didn't totally trust him because he didn't want him to score. So that, you know, that, that to me, if I'm the Chargers, I don't, I don't really understand that. So there's some questionable play calls, I guess, on their end too. Um, with that last reluctant touchdown. And then they tried to go for two and it was good and then got overturned rightfully so. So I think this was um, just a weird, wacky, you know, a great game as an NFL fan. Like if I wasn't a Browns or Chargers fan, this would be one of my favorite games so far. Yeah, it was this a, year. it was a heavyweight, heavyweight fight for sure. I mean, yeah. two really good teams went at it and quarterback play was, it was very good. Yeah. It was great. I mean, there's not much else you could ask for. So the NFL is probably loving this, you know, loving, you know, loving the game and thought it was a great one. And it was a great game, you know, objectively speaking, but it's just uh, almost had, you know, a little bit too much, a little too much excitement and it, it just a little too much nervousness there at the end, you know, um, but nothing else, you know, nothing else you can really, I guess, say or kind of do about it. It's time to eventually you know let it go and let the heal let the healing begin for us which we're all familiar with if you're a browns fan so this one at least uh should be a short-lived short-lived pain yeah there's good things to take away from this one and they'll be on to next week another good team you can't really dwell on it and hope to bounce back yeah yeah absolutely that's all you can do and I think that's really it brand is there anything else i guess about the game you feel like you know we want to talk about or are we ready to shift gears here next week's episode or this upcoming week you know we're going to start doing try to do two episodes a week especially with this game coming up this is a pretty big game yeah this offer this one recapping this one at least i mean we're gonna get another episode up before the next yep. game and have this up tonight which is sunday night and mm-hmm. we'll roll it out through the week more and be back next week yeah we'll be back later this week later in the week building up as we look towards uh playing the cardinals which they won today so they are Still, I believe undefeated, right? They're five and zero. Oh, so, I mean, that's that's a huge game. Um, I, it'd be fun to get it flexed. They're not going to flex it. It'd be fun. I know it's a four o'clock game already, since they're, you know coming from the West Coast. But that'll be a good game, and we'll talk a little bit more about that you know later this week. But as always, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. You know, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, all that good stuff, and then we will see you all later this week.